This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Justin Fields is obviously at the epicenter of every Bears discussion we have for the foreseeable future. And I spent some time Monday just kind of like wrapping my brain around what it looks like around him now because we, we, we've, we've beat the drum for get Justin help, get Justin help, let's remove all excuses, get Justin help. You look at the offensive line now with what they did in free agency in the draft. You look at the weaponry wide receiver, running back, tight end, and, and the upgrades yeah. they've made there. And all of a sudden you say, okay, this looks – different is it better i don't know so my question to you here is if i give you three choices here offensive line and weaponry do you feel confident do you feel comfortable or do you just feel more comfortable than i was when they last played a game in january <laughs> i would say cautiously optimistic i know that wasn't one of the choices uh, some, <laughs> somewhere between comfortable and confident is what I, is where i would come in right around two and a half i would say okay, okay. Um, is, is, is where i would come in i'm, I'm comfortable with it in terms of have they you know, addressed all these issues. Have they brought in some some things to eliminate some of the excuses from Justin Fields? And I know in sports we don't like to use excuses and sometimes just the reality, just the fact of the matter. You can call it a reason if you want to, if you like that word better, but you got to get rid of some of the reasons why he hasn't been able to reach his ceiling. We know what those have been in the past in terms of, you know, not getting a whole lot of reps his rookie year in terms of uh, in, in, uh, training camp, then being thrown into the fire like that coming around another year, learning a new system, not a lot of elite talent outside or up front. Now that's not the case. You brought him in. You got him a legitimate number one receiver. Anytime you kick a position group down from the top, that improves that whole entire group. So that improves Mooney. That improves Claypool. You got the tight ends you want. I think they can run a pretty nice two tight end package right there with Cole and Tunyon. Uh, and then you, you, spend out, you spend a top 10 pick on hopefully your right tackle for the next decade. And so that's starting to come together as well. And as you do that, you just start to eliminate – you know, all these different excuses that were legitimate for Justin Fields. And now you should be able to have a, a true evaluation of him and, and be confident in whatever decision you make at the end of this year to pick up that fifth year contract option or not. It just it just feels more solid, whereas we were looking at this like flimsiness for a while. And now you're like, OK, this this feels more solid. Now let's see what they do with it. I know like Luke Getze at the Senior Bowl in January in Mobile was kind of asked about, you know, crossing that bridge, trying to figure out what the vision for the offense was going to be in 2023. And his answer was basically like, I have no idea because I don't know who my players are. You know, and right. now they've, ad- they've added all these guys. You've got a right tackle. You've got a guard in Nate Davis. You've got a couple receivers. DJ Moore slots in as your as your number one. You've got some running backs now. Where there's going to be competition in that room. And now, you know, Luke's basically got a month plus with, with rookie camp and OTAs and into mini camp yeah. to try to get a feel. Like, thing together. How does it click, right? And who belongs where? And how do I bring the most out of this particular group? Because I, I appreciate his way of going about it and saying, like, this isn't my system. This is a system tailored around the, the skill sets that we have and the way that guys are, are best functional. And so now that's a, a really fun process for us to watch, you know, live and in person, those few chances we get here over the next month plus. 
Yeah, it's a huge test for him as as, a, as an OC, right? He's a young OC, as a guy who, if he gets this offense turned around and, and really going, he's going to be on a short list of head coaching candidates, right? And so can he kind of tailor his scheme week in and week out to what his players do well and not just be one of those stubborn head coaches and say, here's my system, here's how it works, go do that, whether that fits their skill set or not. He's got a lot of different pieces. He should be able to move them around the board strategically and find ways to, to make some big plays. What if Chase Claypool is really good, Dan? Like, what if, what if Chase Claypool is really good? Uh, it's certainly a wonderful, wonderful hypothetical to consider if you're the Bears because if you were able to hit on that, now all of a sudden you got something. But that, that's like a perfect segue because I think, like, that room to me right now is the proof of nobody is being promised or given anything. The Bears used a, a high draft pick, ended up being number 32 overall, to trade for Chase Claypool last November. They used a third-round pick on Valus Jones in the draft a year ago, and all of a sudden, they're putting these guys out there on the field in May of 2023 and saying, you better earn your keep around here. You know, there's nothing no promised to you. Your, your role is not promised. We went out and traded for another receiver in DJ Moore. We went out and drafted another receiver in Tyler Scott, who, by the way, brings a lot of the same traits that Valus Jones brought to the table in terms of speed and like, okay, we, we've got a guy that can unlock this thing with just burners, you know? And so now it's okay. Let, let's bring competition into this room. Let's let it sort itself out with the, the you know, to the victor goes the spoils, right? And, and so now I think that room is always one of the ones I love watching and, and monitoring even more so now because there's so much um, – flux in, in what the range of possibilities are. Chase Claypool could be really good. Chase Claypool could be terrible and be out the door, you know, on January 10th next year. And we're going, oh, God, sure. that was a, a total bust. And you've got that with Valus. You've got that with Tyler Scott. You've got that, you know, you're trying to figure out what is Darnell Mooney's future look like? How does he come back from the season-ending ankle injury from a year ago? And when does he come back? Questions that all need to be answered. That room has got fascinating plot lines from here to Halloween, for sure. Yeah, and I think I think it'll continue to fluctuate. You'll see, you know, we'll obviously we're gonna get out there this weekend at Ricky Minicamp, and you're gonna see Tyler Scott running around the field like, who I can feel that speed. He's gonna have on his shorts and t-shirt, you're gonna like what you see there. And then you're gonna get, you know, deeper in veteran minicamp and all these things will start to start to happen. And then maybe you start to like Chase Claypool more in 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 the pads and things like that and gets down in the red zone. And so I think It'll continue to fluctuate as this process goes, but I, it's a much better situation than they were in last year. You came into this thing, you say, okay, you got Darnell Mooney, and then you got this cluster of guys, any of whom could be your number two receiver or your number six receiver. It's like, right. what's going on here? And I think now you've got certainly some more um, competent guys that you believe in or you feel a little bit more comfortable about going into the season with them. And so uh, I like where that room is. You let those guys go out there. You got you got six guys at the top of that thing from from DJ Moore to Mooney and Claypool and EQ and, and Tyler and, and Valus. And you let them all go out there and then you see where see what happens. And who else may be, um, you know, making a name for themselves during camp. So we'll, we'll see. It's a it's a it's a room has got talent. This room has got some versatility is what I like. And we'll see how the, the Bears choose to deploy them. Tyke Tolbert's one of those guys, a receivers coach up at Hallis Hall, who gives it to you straight. And so when we get a chance to talk mm -hmm. to him this weekend, I think there's going to be some really good direct questions that will hopefully pr provide some direct answers to some of what we talk about. Right down the road in, in the running backs room, you now got some competition there because you went out and signed Deontay Foreman in free agency to, to replace David Montgomery. You already had Khalil Herbert here. You got Travis Homer as kind of your special teams guy. Uh, sure. You know, Kari Blasingame is going to eat up a roster spot most likely as your fullback. And then you add Roshan Johnson, a guy who I have never heard in my entire time covering the league, you know, Saturday afternoon praise for a fourth round pick like the Bears gave out for this kid and his intangibles and his potential and his future. 
that room to me is also one where you go, how does this shake out by the time we get to, to opening day? A lot of running backs in there, you know, not a lot of carries to be had. But I think, again, it's indicative of who the Bears want to be. They want to let you know we want to be able to run the football. Right. And then if you can run the football, everything we just talked about with that last group opens up that much more. And so uh, they've got a lot of guys who are who are tough, hard nosed runners and talk about Deontay Foreman. We know about Khalil Herbert's ability to to make guys miss. Um, you bring in Roshan Johnson and I'm with you. I. I've never seen such effusive praise for, you know, a, a, a career college backup, a fourth round pick. And it's like, this guy is it. And it's like, is he? Okay. Like you, you almost get, you almost, you almost get swept up into the hype yourself. And it's like, okay, well, let's just, let's just wait a minute and see. But if he is, you're talking about a guy who may eventually become a starter for you as, as a fourth round back. And that's certainly something the bears have done, you know, in the past, like going back to, you know, Jordan Howard and whatnot. But um, I think that, that's a room that has some versatility. We haven't even talked about Tresh and Everett. Everybody's like, forget about him. He's right. done, right? Like, he came in last year with, with some traits that were intriguing that people thought they liked in terms of being able to catch the ball in the backfield and being dynamic with the ball in his hands. Didn't really have a huge productive, you know, rookie season. But I think that's a kid that still has a lot of talent in him. He's going to factor into this conversation as well. So you got a lot of guys in that room that are going to be competing from this, for some spots. And I think anytime you get yourself in a position where you end up cutting some good players, that's yeah. where you want to be. I don't know if the Bears have been there with any particular position group for quite some time. Yeah, that competition is there. If you had to pick out one guy out of this 10-man draft class that, that you're just most interested in following, it doesn't have to be a great player. It doesn't have to be a day one guy, day two guy. Like, Is there just a guy that you're like, man, that guy's going to be on my radar, and I really want to watch that dude go? I'm, I'm very intrigued by Tyler Scott. I just, I just, just watching him play, he's very fluid. His ability to, to, to make plays with the ball in his hands. Now, he's a a lot of his tape, he's, he's body catching. I really want to see him get those get those hands out there and catch with his hands. But he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's a guy who can get out to the open field and nobody's catching him from behind. And so he's a guy who, you, again, you come in, you kind of look at that room and you say, well, did, did they need another receiver? Like, maybe. Why not, right? That who's, who's so proven that you can't challenge him? And, you know, I think he's a guy who's going to come in and work and, and seems to have the intangibles. And I'm intrigued just by, you know, what – his potential could be. How soon could he become a factor for this team? And if he's ready to go uh, in the preseason, I think he's a guy that can make some splashes for you and, and ultimately help this team this year. I'm with you on that one, and I've got him starred. And, and, and you know, you just have this kid that, that played running back pretty much all through high school, from eight years old through high school, and then makes a transition to receiver and kind of climbs the stair steps at Cincinnati mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, is, is a role player, special teams guy first, then kind of a role-playing receiver on that team that surprised everyone and went 13-0 and got themselves in the playoff. Right. And all of, a sudden, right. all of a sudden, you're the go-to guy, you know, and, and you work your way up into the confidence. I'm like, I belong here. You know, and now it's his opportunity here at this stop to figure out what's there. The other guy I'll give you is, is Travis Bell, the seventh rounder out of Kennesaw State. Just because yeah. of the way Ryan Poles spoke about him on Saturday night, called him one of his favorite human beings, said they had him in for a top 30 visit uh, in the month leading up to the draft and that 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 Travis didn't want to go home and Ryan didn't want to let him go home. That's how how tight their, their bond became in such a short time. And so there's obviously this feeling here that, that, that there's something to tap into here uh, with the drive, the motor, the work ethic. I would be stunned if Travis Bell didn't at least have a locker stall as a practice squad guy when we walked mm -hmm. into the regular season with the way the GM mm -hmm. feels about him. And so then, young man, it's your opportunity, right? Like to, to take this golden opportunity, to take this connection that you have with this general manager and then turn it into something. And can be really interested to, to kind of learn about his journey and, and figure out what he does with it.
Yeah, for the very same reasons you don't take a Jalen Carter is one of the reasons that you feel good about a Travis Bell, you know, and, and his opportunity. He comes into a locker room that isn't already established at his position, doesn't have any of these Pro Bowl, All-Pro type performers ahead of him. There's an opportunity for you here, kid. The GM has told everybody listening that he loves you and what you bring uh, to that locker room. And I think that matters. The Bears really are focused on having good people in that locker room. That being said, I thought they had I thought they had a bunch of great people in that locker room last year. I liked all those kids. They just really good dudes. It didn't turn into wins, right? So at, at some point, you got to find good dudes that can ball. And so hopefully, um, these good dudes can ball. I like it's wonderful that Roshan is, a, is the best teammate that Bijan's yeah. ever had. It's wonderful that Travis Bell is the best person that Ryan's ever met. All that's wonderful, right? Can can we ball? And so I think that that'll that'll help in terms of setting the culture and all those things and having a good locker room. But at the end of the day, you got to get in between those white lines and produce. Yeah, no, it's a valid point. Good guys who can ball. We got to start marketing that and look like Travis Bell's a guy, you know, like last last May 4th, you know, we weren't sitting here talking about, oh, I bet you Braxton Jones is going to start every game at left tackle. And then no, all of a sudden no. you get to it and you're like, whoa, that was the surprise. Uh, you know, fifth round pick out of Southern Utah ends up being your your surprise story. And maybe it's Travis Bell, maybe it's someone else. And let me pause you parenthetically right there, Dan, because I, uh, again, Flus reminded us that this coaching staff, how willing they are to play young players and how willing they are to put them in there and let them learn on the job. And to your point about Braxton Jones, we were all surprised, but we were surprised because we didn't believe what we had saw from the spring. Right? They they brought him in there and gave him Tevin's job immediately. Like we thought that was going to be Tevin. They were like, "Nope, you're in front of him." And then they brought in Riley Reeves. Like, "Nope, you're still in front of him." And the whole time we're watching this thing, he's getting all these reps. Like, "Nah, they're just kind of moving pieces around." Nah, they aren't going to start the the rookie, you know, pick from 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 Southern Utah. That's not going to happen. To hell it ain't. Right? Seventeen stars later, that's exactly what he did. And so. Uh, you know, it, that could that could certainly pan out for some of these other guys this year too. He he handled it right, and he, and that, that's something that impresses this staff is your ability to handle it, and it is a lot. You know, there's a lot that goes into being a pro, preparing, getting yourself ready, understanding that there's going to be some downs amid the ups, and if you can you know sturdy yourself and anchor in when those downs hit, you can have something.